Good day, good day, good day, good day, everyone. This is uh, Father David for Coffee Conversations. Good morning. Happy Advent. Father Eric joining Father David today. Yeah, we got uh, Father Eric with us today. So, Father Eric, how's, how's it going? What's rolling? It's going. We're yeah. getting there. Mm-hmm. It's all happening. Third week, third week of Advent, right? That's right. I want to know why. So, third week of Advent, we wear rose, right? not correct, pink, correct. The, on the Sunday. The infamous claim of every right. priest on uh, third Sunday of right. Advent. Why don't we wear rose the entire week? No one's ever answered that question for me. So like <laughs> we know. wear purple the entire week, first, second. I just think... I've never thought about that before, so... Now you can. <laughs> now, you, now, now you think of it. Father, Father Eric likes to introduce these very deep questions. <laughs> Mostly related to colors. Yeah. I, I, I have a lot of color <laughs> questions. Either Father Eric sends me on either like deep thinking thoughts or, or YouTube uh, uh, spirals. Sure. Uh, just, just different things, you know. Which I've been trying to curb. Yeah. So it's Advent, and uh, I, I've been preaching a lot about the urgency of needing to wake up and not mm-hmm. be drowsy and all of that. And so for Advent, a lot of times people in Lent will take up certain practices or whatever. But I mm-hmm. figured, I'm like, well, why don't I, mm-hmm. why don't I do something this, this, this Lent or Advent? So um, I've deleted a bunch of apps off my phone gotcha. that just caused me to be... Which, you used, which do you use the most? Probably. Well, it was like Twitter and Instagram, and I, and I only have it limited to a half hour a day on my phone uh, with screen time. So if parents, if you're listening, I'm more than happy to talk with you how to limit your or your children's screen time um, and your kids. Their will personal me. experience. That's right. That's personal right. trial and, and, and error. But uh, I've not deleted YouTube, mm. which has led me to watch like... Video, so it is redirected. <laughs> yeah, it's my energy's redirected towards a, a guy dry aging steaks and Nutella and seeing what happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, oh, the time lapse videos. Time lapse videos. Yeah, that that got that got into me. <laughs> so like watching something just like sit there for like like days, right. weeks, months on end to just see years, what, to see usually what, years. years. Oh, <laughs> no, no, the time lapse are a couple of days. So like a, a couple. What happens when you leave? eggs in a cup for eight days wow things get crazy weird. thing weird yeah. things yeah so i uh, i love the um the one channel on youtube it was like you know if you microwaved it what would happen yeah <laughs> <laughs> or if you put it in like a, a washing machine what would happen <laughs> right but it's all just mind-numbing yeah garbage yeah and so uh i'm trying to cut that out but. yeah i similar with me i uh, really tried to cut out my phone use and uh, Facebook and, and different things. And, you know, I, I had a kind of just as a spiritual kind of tangent too, because it's not just about, you know, forming good habits, but it's about, you know, coming closer to the Lord, you know, throughout the, throughout the season. You know, I noticed like, yeah, I use my hands a lot to pick up my phone. I use a lot, I use my hands and my arms to kind of pick up a lot of things that, you know, I don't know, fill my time, satisfy me, do things. Um, but like, how often do I use my, my hands and my arms to just pray and mm-hmm. to praise the Lord? So, so one of the things I haven't really done in the past is like, you know, to raise my arms in prayer and just to, just to kind of sit there. And like the first time you do it, you realize how much muscle you don't have on your shoulders. And you're like, Stop. after like 30 seconds, you're like, Oh God, I'm dying. Why, why am I doing this? Um, so I called it operation shoulder strength. All right. Uh, so, and then you're like, <laughs> Jesus, you did this for three hours on a cross, and I can't do it. I can't do it for thirty four, seconds yeah. <laughs> with, with my hands just up. No, I had so. a great, and I and I shared it at um, staff meeting. We did a sharing of graces, which I think is so great. Like 
we so oftentimes ministry can just be go 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 but to reflect on yeah like where is god meeting us in what we're doing and mm-hmm. uh one of the things that we all have the same amount of which isn't enough is time mm-hmm. and sunday this past week we've just had getting ready for christmas is always crazy with confessions and different christmas parties yeah. and different stuff yeah. and so it's it's such a joy to to do all those things but they just create for pretty long days sometimes. They do. So Sunday was a long day, and I was so distracted in prayer. We, we had a night prayer and a holy hour, and I just I said to the Lord, I'm like, I feel like I'm just wasting your time. Like, I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm not really praying. Like, it's that mode of praying where you're like, am I praying? No. Have I, do I ever pray? I don't know. Have <laughs> I ever I, prayed before? What am I doing? Yeah, it's like when you can't fall asleep, you're like, I'm never going to fall asleep again. What yeah. is sleep? What happens yeah, when you yeah, fall asleep? Yeah. And I just felt so, so like, joyfully but lovingly, the, like, God saying in prayer, like, you're not wasting my time, but you are wasting yours, and thank you for wasting it with me. Beautiful. And I'm like, that's prayer, just wasting time with God, and yeah. if things come, and, and spending that time, so. Yeah, because um, we're, we're so productivity kind of focused, you know, like, what am I doing? What's the fruit of this? What am I getting out of this? You know? Sure. And that, yeah, that's, that's been the same struggle with me in prayer, just like, just the, just the art of being, you know. And the the poverty of, of just being still because we're just so... Right. I have nothing to give you except the time that I have, which in my mind is limited. Yeah. You know, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. Yeah. And but all this stuff takes time. It's a great grace to just acknowledge that and to receive that, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. The grace that I the grace that I shared at our staff meeting was... Um, so I went out to confessions at one of our local schools and everything. And the, the parish had a lot of um, Catholics, but also a lot of non-Catholics, not a lot of non, non-Christians. So they would just come in to, just to talk and to, just to give a blessing to kind of hear what's going on in their, their situation. So I was, meeting, I was just meeting with one of the kids, and he's talking about the struggles of his life, and, which is just crazy just to realize you know, just how much kids are going through you know, kind of nowadays. Sure. Really adult situations you know, and adult realities. And uh, just them talking about stress in a way <laughs> that's kind of like, wow, you have that much stress and you're, you know, you're only in grade school. So that's a whole other, you know, conversation and topic. Uh, pray for those kids. Um, but we just talking through everything, and at the end, he just he he had this little um, kind of bracelet, rubber band kind of thing that he made, and he just he just gave it to me at the end, and it just kind of spoke to me of just like this beautiful like I don't have anything else to give you to thank you, but I'm just I'm just gonna give you this little this little rubber band bracelet. Yeah. And I don't know. It was just kind of a cool thing to just. To know that you were just with someone and just to love them and to just be Jesus for them. Um, yeah, it was just a, it was kind of a cool moment. Yeah, it's a gift. Yeah. Yeah, so we do a lot of confessions uh, kind of throughout Advent to get people ready for Christmas. Coming of uh, Jesus uh, in the flesh, the incarnation. So today, well, as we're getting ready for, for Christmas, uh, these last few days, last few hours, we did have one of the questions uh, from, our, from our grade school kids or one of our sixth graders that kind of touched on the question, you know, who is Jesus and how do we think about this? So uh, we'll go to our question uh, now for today's topic. Hello, my name is Brody and are God and Jesus the same person or do they function on their own? All right, Brody. Uh, well, thanks for that question. That's a really good. That's a really good, a really simple, but a really deep question. So, like uh, like our podcast last time uh, with Deacon Bob on Adam and Eve and everything. Uh, so certainly, we'll try to answer this the best of our ability. And the reality is, is that we can come to know a lot of things, but you know, some things are, are mystery too. You know, we can come to know a good amount of things about who God is and, and all this stuff. But um, so we'll, we'll we'll try our best. So, 
So how, how would you how would you answer this, Father Eric? Who, well, I would, who, who I would, is Jesus? I would encourage everyone. I'm sure as you listen to this on your phone or whatever device, you you have free hands. So I want you to go to your bookshelf and if you can pull out all of your documents that you have from the Council of Chalcedon, Nicaea, <laughs> uh, Constantinople. So and opened a page uh, five thousand eight hundred and ninety two, uh, Article twelve million. Um, <laughs> No, I, what I'm saying is that this, this, these questions of the nature of Jesus uh, are, are they're deeply theological, but also um, they're, they're questions that not only, was it Brody, Brady? Brody. Brody uh, wrestled with. Um, but these are questions that the church has had to understand and had to develop over time. So within the first kind of couple centuries of the church, there was a great time in trying to understand and define what is our doctrine? What do we teach? What do we believe uh, what do we believe about Jesus? What do we believe about the Incarnation? What do we believe about the Trinity? And so these councils kind of helped guide us and define us in, in understanding the nature of Christ, the being of Christ. So we talk about who Jesus is. Um, Jesus is God. Uh, Jesus is also a human being. And so we have no understanding of how to process that out of our own experience. Right. And I think so oftentimes we learn from experience and we learn from our own understanding of what it means to be a human. But we, we, we engage this mystery and we keep using that mystery word not as just sim- simply something, a it's not a mystery to solve. And we can. We can talk about his being and essence and all of these kind of... Uh, really te- deep, technical yeah, terms, yeah. But, but like it's a mystery to to engage, um, behold, behold in the same way that like you you think of like a a movie where there's like, there's, there's something that pulls you in. Mm -hmm. Um, every movie has a plot. And so like Mm -hmm. the, the mystery of Jesus Christ is a mystery that pulls us in and says, what's happening here? Who is this Jesus? Mm -hmm. Um, what, what does it mean to say that God takes on human flesh? Um, Say more about that. Say, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> that's, that's me telling you to say more about what I said. <laughs> no, okay. Say more about that. Yeah, right, right. You, right. Father yeah, David? Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, yeah, again, I, I mean, so we really want to just talk about mystery and a lot of the podcasts that we do, I think just kind of coming up that, right, there there are things that are just kind of beyond our understanding and that's not a problem. It's just something to to be in. And so actually, I just want to go to the, I do want to go to, go to the catechism here for a second. Uh, so article 430, if you're, uh, if you're uh, uh, scoring at home. That's with your, your other hands that aren't reading right, the Christological right. documents. <laughs> so uh, the catechism, which is like um, uh, the church's book of all things Catholic. If you want to know what the, what the church is, what the faith is, uh, and a lot of words, you can go to catechism. But it says, Jesus uh, means in Hebrew, God saves. At the Annunciation, uh, the angel Gabriel gave, uh, gave him the name Jesus as proper to his name, which expresses both his identity and his mission. Since God alone can forgive sins, it is God who in Jesus, his eternal son made man, will save his people from their sins. Okay, so Jesus is, this, is, is a human being that was sent to earth for a mission. To do what? Not just to hang out, not just to make friends, not just to travel the world, not just to have a career as a preacher, uh, you know, not just all all those things are good, right? He came to save humanity from their sins. Or I I love the line, we pray it in in reconciliation. God, the father of mercies through the death and resurrection of his son, 
has reconciled the world to himself. Right. Like the, the mission of Jesus Christ is to reconcile a broken and fallen world that has separated union with the Father. Right. Um, he, he, he comes to restore that. Right, right. Yeah, so he, he's, he's the Messiah, the Savior, uh, the reconciler, you know, uh, that things aren't, and we know that the, if we look at the world around us, things aren't right. You know, there's a lot of suffering. There's a lot of war. There's a lot of um, not finishedness, you know, in our world. Uh, but it's it's meant to be a place that is finished. At least we know that by our by our faith. Uh, so Jesus was sent uh, to do this, and he didn't he did, he couldn't do this if he was merely a human being, if he was just another average Joe, uh, if he was just even just like some super being, like you know like you hear in the you know Greek mythology, like you know some of these you know these superhumans. You know, so Jesus isn't just a superhuman; he's actually and fully God. You know, so in church, we believe that Jesus is fully God and, fu- and fully human. And um, yeah, and then, and then that gets into conversations about like, you know, the Trinity too, that we believe as Catholics, that God isn't um, just Jesus himself, but God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we know that because that's how God has, God has revealed that. Right. So through the scriptures. Through the scriptures and, and, and through the created world and mm-hmm. um but, but we look, I think, particularly at the scriptures, like in the Old Testament, in, in the season of Advent, we read a lot from the prophets from Isaiah and from uh, Zephaniah and all. And, and what we hear God saying is, I will. Yeah. It's not that like, I will send someone who will be my agent to do these things. I will. Um, but it's like, I will do all of this. Yeah. I will restore. I will. Uh, I will bring comfort. I will bring peace. So. That question of like function, right. like is is Jesus God or is he just kind of functioning on behalf of God? Um, yes, <laughs> yes, Jesus is God, and yes, Jesus is functioning on behalf of God because um, Jesus is the visible, incarnate, enfleshed God in the world, doing these things that God said that God would do. Right. And then to get into the Trinity, like we look around here today, and and. Jesus isn't enfleshed walking around. He is in the baptized individuals and those who make his presence known in the world, but not in the same way that he was 2,000 years ago in right. Bethlehem. We can't walk down the street and go talk to him. Right. Well, it would be great. Yeah, um, real, real helpful. But, right. Real helpful. But, like, but we look at, like, that doesn't mean that God isn't in the world. So right. the Father sends his spirit upon the world and upon humanity to not just continue the work of Jesus— but to continue the work of the Father, which was the work of Jesus, which is the work of the Spirit, right. which is what we encounter here and now today, uh, all through extension of the Spirit who permeates and mm-hmm. um, is present. Like one, one of the things I always say is it's that great line of, um, you know, Jesus says, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. Mm-hmm. I meaning Jesus, but in Jesus, there is a union with the Father and the Spirit. So mm-hmm. he's saying the Father will be with you always, as will the Spirit will be with you always, mm-hmm. even to the end of the age. Right, right. And just to clarify too, you know, just to say what we believe about the Trinity, that there's three persons in one God. We don't believe in three different gods, you know, that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are all God fully. Um, even though they're distinct, they are, we can make diff- we can talk about them differently, uh, but they are, they are one God. Yeah, and Brody, I think to your question, I think uh, to say like 
Yes, God. Jesus cannot function apart from God because He is God, and right. and I mean, Jesus, that's John fifteen. Yeah, Jesus was sent to do the will of the Father. Right. right. So everything that Jesus does is exactly what God would do because He is God. But I think um, you know, the, in the Catechism definition, you know, it says Jesus, you know, means God saves. Points out his not just his mission, not what he's just what he's supposed to do, but it points out his identity. And I think this can be um, this can be important for us to remember um, because ultimately. It's about, faith is about relationship. It's not just about uh, what we're doing, you know. Uh, Jesus didn't need to do anything. You know, like, he just, he was God in the flesh. He was the one who uh, embodied who God was, you know. And uh, certainly it was beautiful and great that he <laughs> did choose to die and to save us and rise from the dead. Like, that changed everything. He didn't need to do that. He wanted to do that because that's who God is. God, right. God is the one who... Uh, sees us in our mess, and God is the one who is with us, and God who He's the one who want, He's the one who wants to love us completely, and um, and that's only that only comes out of a relationship with God, right? So, and I think even the way that God has revealed God's self nature to us, like you look at the, the revelation to mm-hmm. uh, Moses in the burning bush, who are you? Mm-hmm. God says, "I am who am." Right? So mm-hmm. that whole sense of God doesn't say, "I am the one who does this." He says, I am who I, I, I am the one who is being itself. I, I am, um, it's not I do. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you look at what Jesus says oftentimes in the scriptures, like, are you the king? You know, I am. Like, I am. like, like Jesus associates that whole sense of, mm-hmm. of relationship, right. uh, of being even in his own self. Yeah. Like what, what, he doesn't say, I do. Yeah, there's times where he says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me and he has sent me to do these things. Yeah. But like, I am the one, you know, I am the one whom the Father has sent. I just think that that's, a, that's something that needs to be recognized. That even in oh, Jesus, there was a recognition that, that who he was, was not just what he came to do, but who he was, was I am, was the Father, was yeah. the Spirit, was God. Yeah. Yeah, I think of, um, I'm thinking of uh, the Bible study that we just did too on on The Chosen. You know, if you want to know who Jesus is, go watch The Chosen. You know, I think it's it's a good representative of, you know, some of the some of the scripture stories. You know, some of the things that are actually accounted in scripture, and you know, they're kind of using their imagination to imagine, like, you know, what happened outside of these stories, and like, what do these relationships look like? But I think it's a it's a cool uh, representation of Jesus is someone who's human. Like, he tells jokes, he laughs, um, he has friends, he drinks wine. He like, you know, he's a human being, but but he also is a person who is very obviously um, has a relation, a very very deep relationship with God, um, because he is in, God in the deepest, in the deepest, <laughs> in the deepest po- sense, in the deepest part of who he is, in yeah. the deepest possible way, and um, he just has a a confidence to him and a peace to him, and yeah, I don't know. So I just sometimes we can we can talk about you know the ideas of what our faith is, but sometimes you know kind of seeing something uh, you know embodied, right? <laughs> seeing something uh, can kind of help us to. I don't know, understand it in, in different ways. So The Chosen, it's uh, not, a, not a bad little... Yeah, and I think too, like... A little endeavor. We, we talk about, you know, d- different ways of knowing God. Like, we believe that one of the fullest ways that we come to experience who God is is through the Mass. Right. Um, so we, we invite you and your families to celebrate Christmas with us or at your local Catholic parish. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a celebration of Jesus it's a celebration of God. It's a celebration of what God's doing through Jesus, in right. Jesus, 
um, right. in, in just very simply being born. Like I say it all the time, like what we celebrate in Christmas is not, yes, God is doing something. God is entering into the world. But like in that manger in Bethlehem, what is God doing? God's just there. And I, and I think we, we see yeah. that and, and there's such comfort there that like yeah. God is with us. It's yeah. not just that Jesus is with us, which he is, but like Emmanuel, yeah. God is with us. Right. Yeah. And that's, and Brody, I think that's another good part of this discussion too. Like Jesus wasn't just a guy who lived 2000 years ago, that Jesus is a person, uh, a divine person uh, is God who is, uh, who is just as alive now as he was 2000 years ago. Uh, and we know this through faith, we know this through prayer, we know this through the sacraments, that the sacraments of the church are places where we're guaranteed an encounter with God. Sure. Um, now, whether we're open to that fully uh, is, a, is another question. But, um, you know, if, if Jesus was just, uh, you know, a nice preacher, a traveler, a friend, like uh, just a human being that existed, like we wouldn't have the Eucharist. Like we wouldn't have the gift of God's presence here um, with us. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So there's a there's an attempt at the at the yes. at the question. So, they anytime you start talking about who God is, yeah. you always run the risk of of being a heretic. Right. <laughs> so I know like, that's that's like, that's the disclaimer I gave yeah. last time we were talking about Adam and Eve. Yeah, and we're like talking to them like, what have I said that's that's heretical and defines the nature of Jesus? <laughs> but I've said this in homilies before uh, in the seminary. At one point, I I was disagreeing with with a professor about something. And uh, the professor said, you know, you're not just disagreeing with me. You're disagreeing with the magisterial teaching of the church uh, that is I- infallible and ineffable. Like you're all disagreeing with God. And, and, and so we have a name for those people, and they're called heretics. And so my buddies always used to joke that you can't spell heretic without E-R-I-C. Eric. <laughs> but we're trying. We're making yeah. an attempt. And, yeah. and part two is like... And that's what's important. Right. Even our language is so limited in expressing but but nevertheless we can express something and we can know something of god um still all the while recognizing just the the great mystery and 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 not having to dissect it but to stand in awe before it Mm -hmm. and um to adore it yeah amen and i think it's you know if you want to come to know who jesus is there's a lot written about jesus in the church you know go look at those things and if you want to know who jesus is uh go pray Go, go talk to him you know uh so I think that's the two ways you come yeah, to read the you, scriptures. Come to know who he is. Like read read those individuals who walked with him, who journeyed with him, who wrote about him, and see what they have to say. Yeah. Um, pick pick a gospel and go through it. Right. Come to mass. Yep. Four, four, six, eight, midnight, Christmas Eve. So. Our, right? our, our our schedule. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. yeah. Sorry, seven thirty. Saying our our, seven, phone, our phone number. No, no. Four four <laughs> four zero three five two eight two eight two. Yeah, that's the parish number. But masses Christmas Eve are. We have two uh, four o'clock vigil masses. One Correct. in the church, one in uh, Brady Hall. Mm-hmm. Six p.m., eight p.m., midnight, and then Christmas Day seven thirty, nine thirty, eleven thirty. Bingo. So we'll bringo bringo. So Father Eric and I will be will be um, liturgically. Um, Celebrating, know. celebrating, <laughs> liturgical treadmill. I think is what the what they call it at some point. So that's fine. Yeah, Keep it's good. Going. It's good. So, well, know of our our prayers for you guys as we uh, finish out this Advent season and as we approach Christmas, approach this coming 
uh, of Jesus uh, into our lives. So we'll, we'll finish out with prayer. In the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Good and gracious God, we give you thanks and praise for the gift of this day, thanks and praise for the gift of our lives, uh, the gift of Jesus, uh, of your word made flesh, of God who is present among us. We ask you to be with us in this closing of the Advent season. May our hearts be open uh, continually to the places you want to be and to dwell with on us. Places that are going well, places that are maybe not so going so well in our lives, in our families, in our schools, in our situations. We know you are you are Emmanuel, God with us. Be with us, keep us safe, and bless our families, and bless all those uh, whom we love uh, this Christmas season. We ask this all in your name. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, everybody. Have a good day. Enjoy. Peace. Later. Thank you.